Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Welcome to this special edition episode of On Your Mark on the Barker Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Ferreira, and I'm joined with another member of the Barker, Brandon Morales, and we are here today to just fanboy out about Star Wars on this great Star Wars Day. How are you doing today, Brandon? Oh, it's a, it's a holiday. Today's a holiday. It is. As I drink out of my Star Wars coffee mug. Um, I've been watching today Star Wars Resistance, the animated show, and then just kind of spending my day looking at awesome Star Wars Winnie the Pooh crossover memes that I want to made into a movie. You sent those. Those were great. <laughs> um, but what we're going to do today, and uh, this is your first time kind of on this, but you've yeah. been recording your own shows and everything here. If you guys haven't checked out Brandon's stuff at Dad Hats, it's awesome stuff. But we're excited to have him over here to talk about some movie stuff, specifically Star Wars. What we're going to do today, just kind of it's a it's Star Wars Day. It's May the 4th. We just wanted to fanboy out a little about some of our favorite Star Wars stuff. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite Siths and villains, some of our favorite Jedis and supporting characters, our favorite films, and our favorite moments in Star Wars. And we're even going to talk about some of the characters that annoy the hell out of us. Um, but we just want to celebrate Star Wars today and just talk about it. Um, are you ready, Brandon? We're just going to dive oh, in. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Okay, uh, you, you pitched me kind of this <clears throat> list of all of these things, which I thought was awesome that you came up with. Let's start off with uh, the dark side, because we, we all love the bad, and I'm wearing it, my Vader uh, outfit right now. And uh, who is your favorite Sith? My favorite Sith, honestly, if you just watch just the films, it doesn't do them justice. But if you watch Clone Wars, Darth Maul, and in Rebels too, Darth Maul has... He doesn't get enough justice. Like I, I actually feel bad for his character so many times just to see him start to peek out and then it drops out from under him. And he'll peek out again and drops out from under him. He's so epic in that first movie with the double lightsaber. And yeah, I don't think, you know, I mean, he's already epic alone in that, but I think the people that don't watch the TV shows are missing out because he's so oh. cool in the uh, Clone Wars and Rebels animated series. Yeah, the fact that his pure hatred for Obi-Wan kept him alive from getting cut in half. Just the fact that his hatred alone kept him alive. Mm -hmm. And then, I know you've watched Rebels. If you haven't watched Rebels, this is a spoiler alert. When he dies, when he finally meets Obi-Wan again, and how quickly Obi-Wan just takes him out. But then he just says, you know, get the revenge for both of us. Basically. Like, he's basically, like, he almost seems at peace with his death, his final death. Yeah. And his people are so cool. The uh, the Dathomirians and his planet yeah. and stuff. And they're, again, yeah. you don't get to see this in the movies, but in the Clone no. Wars animated series, you get to go in and learn about like his cousin, Savage Opress, and all of them. Like that, that race is so awesome. I like that pick. Um, and they spoiled, they uh, teased at Oh, that's him. his brother. Savage Opress that, is that's his, his brother. That's his yeah. brother. Yeah. Um, they, they teased at him too in uh, the solo movie. But we yes. don't know what's going to happen. At the very end. Yeah, the very end, she's working for him. Mm -hmm. I wrote, I wrote the exact same thing, but I feel like you have, like, kind of, you can't leave Darth Vader off here because Darth Vader, you can't, but even though he may be not, you know, this villain by the end of it, and he redeems himself, but he yeah. is just the ultimate Sith. I mean, he's he so is. cool in the original, in the original trilogy. But what made me think like, oh my God, this guy's so badass is when I saw him in Rogue One and when he's in Oh my hallway. gosh, just the, you see the red lightsaber just in the hallway and then. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh my oh. God. And the music that's playing when he just wrecks shop right there. Oh, that was, that was terrifying. He's so cool. So I would probably have to go with either one of those two. Um, I wouldn't be mad with either one because Darth Maul, the double lightsaber. And to me, when I was a kid, that 
that uh, energy beam hallway fight with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan with him was like my favorite lightsaber. That was fight. epic. Yeah, it was yeah. an incredible battle scene. Awesome. Um, sticking to villains, what is your favorite non-Sith villain? I have a, I'm a huge fan for Moff Tarkin, Grand Moff Ooh, Tarkin. Nice. He is so just emotionless and I wouldn't say, I guess you could say by the book almost, but he's just very just cut and dry. That's what it is. He mm -hmm. has no remorse for anyone or anything. And then when you see him in like in Clone Wars, when he's coming up and like him and Anakin work alongside and you see like, you know what they become, but then you're just like, whoa. And then he actually, he actually congratulates Anakin and compliments him. Like, you know, it was good working with you because Anakin did what needed to be done in the mission. And he's like, mm -hmm. I look forward to working with you. And you're like, oh man, you I like know what's him. coming. I like him because he like, you know, most people uh, cower in fear to Vader and the Sith. And, and he's Vader's, like, not e he's not even afraid no, of them. No, Vader's, he's one, he's one of the few people, people that Vader actually respects. Mm -hmm. Like Vader, like Vader, release him as you wish, and he just goes like that. Like he actually, yeah, Vader respects him. Yep, which is an incredible thing because if Vader wanted to, he could just oh, just snap his neck and throw him off the ship and take control. Yeah. But he knows that he needs uh he needs Moth just like him. Yeah. he's he's really cool too. And uh, they brought him back in Rogue One. Rogue One, they brought him back. In yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, mine. So I wrote down two because one, I didn't know if it was counted as a villain, but I'll go with the one that I think is a villain. I put Django Fett because yeah. I just love the Mandalorian armor and we mm -hmm. didn't get to see enough of Boba in the original series. He was really sh small, even though he became this mythological character in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, Django, we got to see a lot more and I just love bounty hunters. I love that armor. Mm -hmm. Everything's like that. So I put Django on here. The one, though, that I really want to, I don't know if he counts as a villain, but I love this guy because he kind of flips back and forth. Hondo Onaka. I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, he's, he's just a, yeah, he's a good guy. He's, he's whatever benefits him at, the, at that time. If it's being good, if it's being bad, well, how does Hondo come out in front? Yep. Yeah, Hondo's, he's such a funny character, for, too. For anyone that doesn't know, Hondo is, he gets, he makes his appearance in the Clone Wars, the animated series, and he is, he's a pirate and he's a smuggler. And he's, he's not too dissimilar to Han Solo. Basically, they kind of, you know, run the same gambit. Um, but Han obviously becomes more involved with uh, the light side and everything in the rebellion, whereas Hondo's just always about, how can I make the next score? If I have to be good to get my, my ass out of this, I will. If I got to be bad to get out of it, okay. <laughs> yeah, Hondo, yeah, Hondo's a good character. He's funny. Yep. Um, cool. So those are some of our favorite villains. Uh, sticking to the theme of bad stuff, we're going to now touch on a character that annoys the hell out of us. Brandon, what is your most annoying character? You know what? I have a couple, and oh, this is racist of me. Cause I just can't stand the Gungans in general. I'm a racist <laughs> against Gungans. I can't stand the Gungans. I, mm -hmm. I hate the Gungans. I mean, they serve their purpose. Don't get me wrong. They serve mm -hmm. their purpose. They do the job. I just can't stand them. I thought they were overdone. Like, obviously, obviously, like, just you, the big thing is the way they talk. Oh. It's, it's the way they talk. Yusa Husen Hasa. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's just a little too much. Come on. That's a bit too much. So who in the Gungans do you not like, or is it just Gungans in general? Just Gungans in general. I mean, Jar Jar, everyone's going to go to Jar Jar immediately because he's an mm -hmm. idiot. Yeah. He speaks. He speaks, but doesn't make him intelligent, which yeah. we've learned. But 
and everyone wants to say like the ability there's a to speak does not make one intelligent <laughs> a speck <laughs> um no I, I i can't stand him and everyone wants to blame him for the fall of the 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 you know he gave he proposed the the powers the supreme chancellor mm-hmm. but what do you expect he's jar jar he's he's i mean he's the underlying the, sith yeah there, to be fair though jar jar in number two versus jar jar number episode one number two is a way better jar jar he's more mature more refined like i can stand him a lot more mm-hmm. but jar jar number one he's a little bit overdone I, I think most people would agree with you, especially yeah. with the Gungans. Um, my least, or at least my most annoying character, this might shock you, but to me, it's Anakin in episode two. Oh okay, my I was going to say, yeah. Anytime he is whining to Obi-Wan and Padme about everything, I just want to bitch slap him. Like, you know what? up, you crybaby. I felt the same way, and I almost felt like Ben Solo was similar to him. Mm-hmm. And then I... I, I I couldn't stand it. Like I literally couldn't stand it. But then I took a step back and realized like he was written to be a whiny, emotional, just teenager, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it makes sense when you find out like, I mean, he's been basically ripped away from his mother. He's been having to grow up really fast. Yeah. Uh, and he's having to learn how to kill people and stuff. So you can understand it, but still I was just, and like, the fact that the, the weight of the entire prophecies on his shoulders and I'm sure he knows, but between episodes two and three, the Clone Wars TV show, that Anakin is way better. Way better. Yeah. Yeah, he's so awesome in the animated series. And then it, oh, yeah. all, it's like they took all the good parts that we didn't get to see in episode <laughs> yeah. two, put it in the animated series, and then we just got to see the hormonal version of him in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, sticking on to this subject of things, we want to get all the bad stuff out of the way first so then we can indulge on a lot of the good stuff. What is your least favorite star wars film this is a hard question because it's like it's, it's it's like there's no real bad stuff it's just what you maybe yeah exactly don't don't draw to i can't even say the one that's really bad i mean phantom menace kind of but then there's so many good parts inside the phantom menace mm-hmm. same thing with episode two the clone wars overall i mean there's so many great parts of it those yeah. are probably my bottom two but it's not so much as where it's like, oh, great, they're on. I don't want to watch them. Like, I'm going to watch them every time and be excited to watch them each time. Yeah. But those are probably my bottom two. You're like, I'm looking forward to the pod races. I'm looking forward to the lightsaber fights. I'm looking exactly. forward to I'm looking forward to the Geonosian fight with all the Jedi and everything. Yeah. Like, but there are those moments in the films. That exactly. You kind of lose yourself okay. or roll your eyes a couple of times. Exactly. I cheated on this one because I'm like, man, I love Star Wars and I love watching all nine of these movies, all 11, including Solo and um, Rogue One. So I, I, I cheated. I put my least favorite film is the holiday special. Oh, that's, that is cheating. Cause that is, that was okay. If we're going to do that. Yeah, that's mine too. But because, that's, that's absolutely cheating because Han, Chewie and Luke make appearances in there, even though it's not Canon. Um, it's the worst thing Star Wars has ever made. I watched ever. it when I was in the Navy with my buddy Paul Castro, and it's it's cringy. It's rough. It's cringy. Yeah, we get to we get to experience Life Day on Kashyyyk, and I don't know why they all agreed to make that movie. Um, but if I had to, okay, so that's cheating. That 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 is definitely the worst thing that they made. But if I had to pick one too, it would probably be Episode Two because of Anakin's hormonal 
<laughs> antics. And if I had to like pick between one and two, um, I would go with one because I like watching the mall fights and the pod racer mm-hmm. fights and that trumps versus what I get to see in two. So I'll, be, I'll yeah. vote two with you. Um, okay, cool. Moving forward. What is your favorite supporting character that is not a Jedi? Okay. The easy choice would be Han Solo, but I'm going to kind of break the rules right here too. And I'm going to go with Sokotano because she denounces herself from the Jedi order. She mm-hmm. removes herself after they betrayed her. Yep. So she's technically not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Ahsoka Tano because she is one of my favorite characters. She's so awesome. She's. I know you haven't seen season seven in full yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there's so many things I want to say right now, but. But yeah. even even in just all of the Clone Wars and all of Rebels, I mean, when she fights, uh, when she fights Vader in Rebels in like season oh, yeah. two, the end of season two, there, and I love the duality that she brings with Anakin, um, like how she's um, bringing a lot more of that like middle ground road, like splitting the difference between Anakin and Obi Wan and mm-hmm. everything, and so she she's kind of like his little voice of reason. And it's just so weird to see Anakin have a, have a Padawan. Padawan. Yeah. Cause we don't see it in the movies, but she's so awesome. I mean, it, I always say she is to star Wars, at least to the animated series, what Harley Quinn is to Batman or in the yeah. Batman series, because they created Harley Quinn for the Batman, the animated series, not expecting her to be as popular. And then she, you know, exploded, exploded into pop yeah. culture. Same thing with Ahsoka. Ahsoka is almost mm-hmm. like people's now favorite character in yeah. the animated ones. And if we're going to get technical, then it would be Han Solo. If we can't choose her, but it would be Han Solo. I wrote down three names. One, I put Han Solo because Harrison Ford was my favorite person growing up. Um, but probably my favorite character that I think is one of the most important characters is R2-D2. I love r I had him on my list. Is it a him? I had it on my it, list. It, the droid. <laughs> the droid. Because, and you, okay, I wanted to talk about this while we're on it. Mm-hmm. I, the, my biggest thing that I hated from the sequel films, they didn't give enough credit to R2-D2. Like, mm-hmm. BB-8 came and stole the show, and it, it actually frustrates me about that, because R2-D2's... Yeah, they, they tried to, you know, have the cute little rolly droid in here. Yeah. Like, it's like Get the, out of here with the baby version. But no, R2 is like... But he's arguably one of the most important top five most important characters in the entire saga because he's the one who keeps all the information and he's he and you can say that he saves the day in almost every film at some point he saves he, they would have they would have died in the trash so compactor. Many times. Uh, they yeah. would have yeah there's so many cases that he if he doesn't do something the mission's over everyone's dead yeah, yeah r2's yeah he's great i yeah so r2's my favorite besides i can go on with that I also put one more here, honorable mention character. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. Cool in The Mandalorian. Uh, okay, yeah. I have spoken. Yeah, the guy from that from The Mandalorian. He is an awesome character played by Nick Nolte. He's so cool. Um, okay, cool. Uh, now we're going to talk about Jedi's. All right, you you split these up into two categories. You said your favorite Jedi's in the movies, and then your favorite Jedi's in the series. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me your favorite. You know, let's start with series first, then we'll do movies. All right, my favorite Jedi in the series is Kanan Jarrus. Specifically Ooh, right. after he loses his vision. Mm-hmm. When he becomes more in tune with the Force. Like that is... And the way he goes out, he goes out like a champ. Yeah, he does. So, K- yeah. Kanan Jarrus is, for people that don't know, he is the, one of the stars in the show Rebels. And he is... They've Freddie now Prince written, Jr. They've now written some books about him and stuff. But he was a part of 
uh, a few of the Jedis that escaped Order 66, and he went into hiding, and then he teams up with Ezra Bridger and the rest of the Ghost crew, and they go on their adventures throughout Rebels, and he ends up getting blind at one point, and so that's what makes him even so much cooler is that he's blind and still fighting with a lightsaber and stuff. Exactly. He's just so in tune with the Force where he can actually feel everything. Mm-hmm. So, and especially like on the planet when he's learning from when he's learning and understanding like how does he, how do you feel and everything like that and actually feeling the force and everything like that and understanding the physical world around him using the force that was really cool yeah this is where i uh i zigged to your thought process and i put ahsoka tana right here okay. because i count her as a padawan jedi uh in yeah. this in the shows especially in clone wars um because in rebels she's She's no longer a Jedi in Rebels because she has basically, you know, left the order and mm-hmm. she's out doing her own thing. But in Rebels, she is Anakin's Padawan and she's just, we already talked about it with yours, but she's just a badass. She's so cool. She is. Um, yeah. I find myself uh, rooting and agreeing with her more than I do with Anakin half the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> and, she seems more like mature than Anakin mm-hmm. in a sense. And they've hinted that she will be making an appearance in season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, I've heard that and it gets me so excited. Yeah, because we don't know exactly what happened to her. She went off. Well, you might because you've watched the end of Clone Wars, but even Clone Wars. No, at the end of Rebels. At the end of Rebels, she uh, ends up. She goes to Sabine. Yeah. And they're supposed to go find Ezra. So then you wonder like, did Ezra die? Is he Mm -hmm. still alive? What's happening? Yep. So she's she's out there somewhere. We want to find out. Um, So she's so awesome. What is your favorite Jedi from the movies? That's easy. Obi-Wan. I, I wrote Obi-Wan too. <laughs> he's so bad. That's easy. Obi's, Obi-Wan's mm-hmm. awesome. He's, he's the level-headed, even when he was younger in episode one and he had some bits of frustration. He was always, mm-hmm. you know, listening to Qui-Gon and stuff. And then him in two and three, I mean, he's just, Ewan McGregor as him, especially arguably one of the best fight sequences is in three when him and Anakin oh square off. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the emotion in it too. It's, yeah, that... Yep. And even in episode four, Alec Guinness plays him. They convinced this amazing Shakespearean actor to come in and play the role. And he is the only person to be in a Star Wars movie to be nominated for an Academy Award for playing a Star Wars character. He was nominated for Best Actor, uh, Best Supporting Actor in the Academy Awards in the 70s when the first Star Wars movie was nominated. And that he's great as wizard? Obi-Wan too. Yeah, the crazy old wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Obi-Wan is 100% my favorite Jedi. Yeah. What's your favorite like Obi Wan moment? Ooh, <laughs> probably what we were texting when he's looking down and seeing General Grievous just drops him. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah, that, that's ballsy to drop mm-hmm. in that many battles. I mean, I'm sure he felt the like the clones like right there next to him, so he knew that they were coming. He just, you know, I'm sure he sensed that, but still to just he's looking at it, says the situation. All right, how should I? Tell? I'm just gonna drop right in. Yeah. I love, so. I love uh, like in episode two and three, we get to see like how he's the teacher, but how playful he is too. Cause I love how I, I'm sure this is maybe why Anna's Anakin goes a little crazy throughout those movies. Cause Obi-Wan is very like bipolar with how he treats them one minute. They're like, mm-hmm. they're joking and playing around the next minute. He's scolding him and stuff. <laughs> but I love that how he's like willing to do all these like shenanigans that with Anakin and stuff. When they go in, they go into the bar keep an eye where are you going for a drink and he just goes, i'm gonna go to the bar for a drink <laughs> yeah get a drink 
<laughs> I also wrote here, and this isn't like a super popular one in the films. In fact, I don't even know if he talks in the movies. But when I played the video game Jedi Knights as a kid on PlayStation 2, I loved to play with Plo Koon. And he's okay. one of the Jedi Masters in the Jedi mm-hmm. Order. And uh, he's kind of like, you know, that weird alien looking face with like spikes coming out of it. Yeah. But, uh, and he sadly gets killed during Order 66. He gets shot out of the sky. Out. I know, poor guy, but I always liked him. Um, all he right. always had a soft spot for Soka Tondo, too. He did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were they the same? Um, I don't not think they were the same, same race, no. Race? No. Okay. So many different unique species. You know, aliens. Be same species. Same species. Yeah. yeah. You're speciesist, not racist, as you said. That's about the true. Country. Oh, that's yeah. true. That, that's probably mm-hmm. even worse, huh? Yeah. That's probably even worse. <laughs> you are. Bad. Um, you would definitely be probably a Sith if you were in the Star Wars. Oh, my. That, that's without a doubt. I know I'd be a Sith. Hundred mm-hmm. percent would be a Sith. <laughs> I'd force lightning people all day. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to listen to the Jedi Order and have them tell you what to do. No. 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 Um, okay. Uh, last two things. Two of our favorite things. Talk about favorite. Let's do our your favorite or best moment of Star Wars, and then we'll do your favorite film. So start with your okay. favorite moment in a movie. Favorite moment? Or not even just two. a movie, just anywhere. Favorite moment. There's two. Okay. So one we kind of spoke about. Actually, we kind of spoke about both of them already. The fight scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin is such an epic lightsaber duel. Like that mm-hmm. is one hell of a duel. And my other favorite moment is when you see Vader at the end of Rogue One. Just because I remember watching theaters going, <gasps> like I got the chills seeing that. And then just mm-hmm. seeing him, just that short was like 10 seconds that he does. Yeah. But they did it so well because it ends right where episode four starts. Yep. So that was, I thought that was so cool of a moment to do that, the way they lined that up. Especially going back to the Obi-Wan sequence, the the music that is playing as they're fighting on Mustafar and the lava mm-hmm. and just, and then you have Padme, she's going through like screaming and yelling, going through her labor and stuff. And it's, yeah, you just see basically brother or father and son or whatnot, just going at it. It's, oh, it's the best part of that movie. That movie is really good. That movie, that sequence to me saved that first that first three films i love yeah. that 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 oh yeah fight. and then the vader thing is just amazing you finally get to see him because the first couple star wars is four five and six vader's a villain but i wouldn't say he's like menacingly terrifying besides when he's maybe force choking people and that moment seeing in rogue one was like the first time you got to see like holy hell why everybody in the galaxy would be terrified yes, of this guy exactly yeah because in four Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say because in four and five, or like when he fights Obi Wan, I mean it's the old school. Like uh, they weren't like there's no CG yeah. and stuff, so like their lightsaber fighting wasn't as menacing. But in that one, it was terrifying. Yeah, and then and like the way people are so afraid of him in four, five, six is more of just because of it's almost like an understood like that's Vader. That like that's just that's just Vader. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to actually see it in number four, oh my gosh, that hallway scene is just epic. Yeah. I wrote for my favorite moment, and this is just me, like, I just smile every time this moment. And honestly, my favorite moment is the end of Return of the Jedi, when everyone is around the campfire, just and, no, and no one oh. is speaking, and the music comes in with the Ewok music, and just we're just going all these little tableau cuts of everyone celebrating with the Ewoks and hugging each other, and Han, and Luke, and Leia, and Lando, and everybody. And then we get to see the Force Ghosts, 
show up. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the, the ending of these films. Um, yeah. To me, it's like, I love, I love seven, eight and nine because it's star Wars. But mm-hmm. like, to me, like that is still the end of star Wars. In yeah. my mind. Like 100%. that was when they I, I agree with the that. empire. And so every time I see that moment and just that music playing, and then you see the Ewoks dancing, it just brings a smile to my face. And I love that moment. That's a good moment. Definitely hard going right there. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. Favorite Star Wars movie. This is tough. It's a favorite movie. This, yeah, that really is really tough. It has to be between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. Especially like like I love the way Return of the Jedi starts where Anakin just I mean where Luke comes in just so you can just tell a different aura about him. He's yeah ascended now he's not you know still learning like he's more you can tell he's more powerful he's more calm more stoic more sure of himself so Mm -hmm. i love the way that started the tone and did you notice that he force chokes one of those aliens yeah he does he force chokes i I, no one talks about it but he does he force chokes him Mm -hmm. you see the going against and i'm like (laughs) what would you have to if you had to choose between one of those two Oh, that's tough. I would have to go. One has, you know, one is the middle arc of the story where Mm -hmm. the empire kind of wins. And then we get the redemption third act of Return of the Jedi. That's tough. I think I would have to go with Empire Strikes Back. The, the, honestly, the highest rated, the most critically acclaimed. And I think you're going to get most people to agree with you, especially that are, uh, in our age range and older uh, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. I wrote down Empire Strikes Back as well because to me it's, I love watching movies where maybe necessarily good doesn't always win or we get to see a little bit of the darker side. And this mm-hmm. movie, everything bad happens. Luke loses his hand. Han gets frozen in carbonite. Um, everything that was good at the end of four has now been flipped and reversed. And now we're wondering what is going to happen to all of our heroes. The the Hoth sequence is so cool. Yeah. I'm in the snow. Um, yeah, it's just so cool. I, I kind of split this up and wrote, what are my favorite films in all three of the trilogies? So okay. em- Empire was like my number one film. And then if I had to pick Revenge a film, if I had to pick a film in the, orig- in the first uh, trilogy or the prequel trilogies, it was Revenge of the Sith. And then if I had to pick a film in the final trilogy, it would actually probably be Force Awakens. Because oh, really? I, I really liked how J.J. Abrams set that up in motion. And again, that's the one where Han dies. And I was so attached to Han. And I really like uh, creating, uh, getting to know um, all the characters on Jakku and everything down there and getting to like discover all mm-hmm. these, new, these new people that we're going to follow. Um, and then bringing in Han was like just amazing because I didn't think we'd ever get to see him in a Star Wars movie again. Um, you know, going and, back to like what you were saying about like seeing everything just fall apart. Like that was one of my favorite things about The Last Jedi was the way it ended where it's just literally what like 12, 15 of them on the Millennium Falcon and you're just flying away like. Now what? What the hell do we do? Like you're mm-hmm. fighting an entire. Yeah. So like I thought that was such a cool ending for that. That battle sequence at crate is so cool because it's like a it's like Hoth, but instead it's like a salt planet. And I love yeah. all that, all the red and white, and mm-hmm. you get to do the force projection of Luke. And Except stuff. for the whole rose 
seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> she gets crushed all the time. No one likes her. I love that they they accepted that in the final one. They didn't put too much of her. In. <laughs> I was waiting for her. I just wish, I wish she wouldn't have saved Finn. I wanted yeah. Finn to sacrifice himself in that moment in there. Mm-hmm. And she saved him. I was like, oh god, okay. I know what you're trying to do here. And then, of course, they recorrected in nine. But now it's like the, the, the final, I think the final trilogy is still up for debate. But again, it's Star Wars. We're not here to crush it. We're just talking exactly. about things and stuff. Um, but yeah, if I had to go with one, if somebody told me you could only watch one Star Wars movie, it would be Empire. I'd throw yeah. Empire on. It's awesome. Cool. Uh, awesome. Any, any other last words about Star Wars? Why is Star Wars so important to you? I should have done this at the beginning, but why do you love Star Wars, Brennan? I mean, I grew up watching it from being little, little watching it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, and then I remember how excited, I think it was like, we were, I think I was eight when episode one came out. Cause I, I'm a year younger than everyone in our graduating class. Mm-hmm. So I think I was like eight, maybe nine when episode one came out and the excitement for it. And then growing up with the first trilogy right there, the prequel trilogy, and then getting to see it now with the, the final sequel trilogies and then the TV shows and all the efforts and put into it in the last, what, maybe 20 years, 30 years, yeah, 40, Watching 40 like, years now over. Oh no. I'm saying just, just since the prequel oh, the yeah. animated shows and the mm-hmm. sequel, how much effort's been put into it. So it's really cool to be alive during this time to see all of it happen. Yep. Especially for people that don't just necessarily, uh, stick to just watching the films it's so yeah. much cool to dive into the rest of the universe and go oh yeah like shows. the the old republic everything like that there's mm-hmm. so much out there yeah we didn't even talk about the video games and everything there's so there's no. a whole world in there um everything i'm the same way i grew up and uh me with my brothers and we would fight in the backyard with sticks pretending that they were lightsabers and stuff like that and so i've always had a kinship to star wars and um yeah i just love it i i I'm one of the people that is like, keep making them because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know there's a lot of the purists that are just like, you know, you've ruined the ah. original trilogy. And to me, it's like, you can't really ruin these because I know people get so, you know, attached to these films, but it's like, we need to continue with the new, every new generation of children. It's like they're re learning yeah. and experiencing it. And they're like, some of these kids will be, uh, more attached to this trilogy than they will the original events and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I just, I think it's, yeah, I just love star Wars and not, I'm perfectly okay. If they want to keep making more, I know Disney wants to take a break right now and kind of pump the brakes. Cause uh, there's a little bit of a, what is it? Just too much. People got overwhelmed. I think with star Wars, at least mm-hmm. that's what the majority is. It's why the box office numbers were going down, but maybe, maybe in five years we'll get to see another one. I mean, well, they just, they just announced it today. Yeah. Uh, for Star Wars Day, that Taika Waititi will be helming a uh, solo, not solo, uh, Han Solo, but a independent Star Wars film that we don't know exactly <laughs> what it'll be about yet. I have commented on every like Instagram post for it, like from Star Wars, their official page, the Disney official page, like every cinematic world, like just commenting, give the people what they want. Give us Revan. Just give, give us, us a it. Revan movie, please. Ugh. I want Knights of the Old Republic. I want us to go into there. That's what I, I've been telling people. Leave, leave Skywalker alone. Leave that name yeah. alone and go tell us other stories because I think mm-hmm. there's an ability to tell so many stories in this universe. We've told enough of Skywalker. Go tell other yeah. ones. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Well, 
Brandon, thanks so much for texting me and saying, let's do something for May the 4th. And we both got dressed up. I'm wearing a Vader costume. You're wearing a Chewbacca onesie right now. And uh, for everybody that listens to this, I hope you guys get some time to just re-dive into this world George Lucas gave us and watch some Star Wars. Me and Brandon, you know, anytime we can, we love to watch it. And just thanks so much, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Good time. Not a problem. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your day. Check out all the other cool stuff we have at the Barker. We got lots of cool stuff. Peace out, everybody.